Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Tuesday after the Super Bowl, and everybody is still unpacking exactly what happened as the Kansas City Chiefs notched their first Super Bowl win in 50 years. Patrick Mahomes was off to Disney World, and uh, we had a fantastic quote from Andy Reid, who was asked if he spent the night with the Lombardi Trophy and said this instead. I didn't really sleep last night. Um... Uh, but I didn't spend it with a trophy. Well, I did. I, I, spent, it with, I spent it with my trophy wife. How's that? <laughs> I listened to Pitbull. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah, so he was unbelievable. He's got great endurance, man. I'll tell you. Unbelievable endurance that guy is. That's Andy Reid, who uh, continues to become uh, more and more of a lovable figure. And... There are a lot of different angles associated with the outcome of this game, but the more and more I look at it, to me, the more it is an endorsement of Andy Reid because he's going to, if he if he has the success that I believe he is over the next five or six years with Patrick Mahomes, assuming that he wants to coach that long, he's 61 years old, but assuming he wants to coach to 65, 66, 67, something like that, and he could want to go longer, Uh, I think he'll win at least one more Super Bowl and maybe a couple more. And if you look at his overall win total, 
he is uh, way above just about everybody else in uh, the realm of coaching who we consider to be really good coaches in uh, the in the NFL. And in particular, I, I said before that to me, he was one of the six best coaches in the NFL right now. Uh, and I said in no particular order, in my opinion, the six best coaches were Belichick, Andy Reid, Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin, Sean Payton, and John Harbaugh. And I think a lot of you out there, and look, I'm not trying to take a shot at Sean McVay or at uh, or at Shanahan or any of the young guys that are out there. But to me, this is a uh, this was a big win for Andy Reid because it puts him alongside of those other guys that I just ran through that have had some longevity and some success in this league gives him a Super Bowl to join the other five top coaches. Well, Belichick has 304 wins in his career. And I think most people out there would say, well, Belichick is in an entirely different universe when it comes to wins and losses compared to anybody else in the world of the NFL. How about Andy Reid with 222 career wins now? It's a lot more than Pete Carroll's 144 a lot more than Mike Tomlin's 141. In fact, way more than Mike Tomlin. I didn't even realize that. Sean Payton, pretty successful guy, 139 career wins. And John Harbaugh, 128 career wins. So really, if you if you want to break down the NFL, there's an argument that Belichick is the best coach in the NFL by a substantial margin, maybe the best coach in the history of football, period. But then right after him for this same era is Andy Reid. And then there's a big gap between Andy Reid and everybody else. So I think what this is going to cause, this title win for Andy Reid, is a reexamination of his overall career and a recognition of how consistently outstanding he has been. And now he really stands to rack up an awful lot of wins now that he's finally got a really, really good quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. And remember, Belichick was a bad to average coach before he found Brady. And Andy Reid was a very successful coach, no matter who he has had as a quarterback. He has managed to win throughout. So I believe when you really look at it, there's a strong argument that we have underrated Andy Reid as a head coach in this league and that uh, in addition to being incredibly lovable, like a uh, walrus, as I said, uh, with that mustache and everything else, he seems like everybody's fun uncle or uh, your, uh, your, your dad or your grandfather, depending on your age, and it's hard to root against him, and all of his players seem to really like him too. But I think we have underrated him in many ways based on the achievements that he's had. And now that he's finally unlocked that Super Bowl, strong argument that of all the coaches that are out there, he is number two to Belichick during this era of Brady-Belichick dominance. And frankly, there's not really anybody else who's even close. Danny G, does that kind of strike you as surprising how much Andy Reid has won such that he's only back behind Belichick in this era of Patriot dominance? 
Yeah, well, for the longest time, he had the rap of not managing games very well, obviously. Bad clock management. Exactly. That was the biggest rap against him. And it's funny because as I watch TV shows and listen to the radio yesterday, some are calling Kyle Shanahan the new Andy Reid because of decisions he's made in big games. But you got to love the fact that players like Terrell Owens even – don't have one bad word to say about Andy Reid. That's how beloved he is by players. Uh, Brian Dawkins, remember, said he would cry if he won when he came on our uh, our show last week. Last week, and it's funny because the Hall of Famer Brian Dawkins then, right after the Super Bowl win on Sunday, went onto Twitter and was crying. Exactly what he told you he would do. Yeah, it is nice to see Andy Reid finally shake that title of not being able to win the big game. Does that strike you as uh, as an accurate reflection, Dub? I mean, I was stunned when I saw the numbers. I mean, I knew that Andy Reid had a lot of wins, but I didn't expect for him to be, and he's coached for a long time as well, but I didn't expect for him to be that much above everybody else, guys like Pete Carroll, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, and uh, Sean Payton, who we all consider to be really, really good coaches in this league. I didn't expect for Andy Reid to be basically 80 wins above all those guys. And, and closer to Belichick almost than he is to the rest of those contemporaries. Yeah, and you mentioned that you know he's done it with more than one guy, unlike Belichick, who's only done it with Brady. He obviously yeah. had his success with Donovan McNabb, had success with Michael Vick, had success with Alex Smith, and now he's having, obviously, his most success with Patrick Mahomes. So that's in itself an impressive list because not that many coaches you know can do it for that long with so many different guys going in and out of the system so it's definitely an impressive stat but yeah when you lay out the numbers and actually look at them and you realize how much uh how many more wins he has and some of those other guys that we consider to be in the same class as him it really is eye-opening and impressive eddie you're a pittsburgh steeler fan does it surprise you that andy Reid has that many more wins than mike tomlin given the fact that mike tomlin has obviously been very good 222 to 141 I mean, a little bit. I mean, Andy Reid has been very good at two different places. I mean, he was he was very good in Philadelphia, and now he's doing very well in Kansas City. You know, guys like Pete Carroll, I mean, he wasn't very good in New England. He had a brief stint in New York where he wasn't very good. So I think because Andy Reid has been really good at two different places, uh, not not as surprised as maybe you are. Do, do Have we been underrating Andy Reid, and now will – the praise rain in on the opposite side where we start to overrate Andy Reid maybe now that he's finally won the Super Bowl? Uh, I would say yes to both, yeah. Yeah. Is Roberto back, by the way? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, so you took off the most important day in sports talk or radio yeah, history man. just because of what? <laughs> oh, I took my daughter at Universal. That's why. You decided uh, that you Danny were going – like yeah. you, could, you live in L.A. Like in theory, you could go to Universal Studios on any day, right? Um. Yeah, kind of. So you decided to pick literally the most listened to day of Sports Talk Radio all year to take off. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So now I have lost employees to (laughs) multiple days to go to Disneyland, uh, which happened with Danny G in the middle of football season. Hey, I'm back today, though. Uh, Yeah, I appreciate you coming back the day after the Super Bowl ended. (laughs) So I went on a random week that was like week eight in the NFL season. Yeah, it was the middle of football season. You took two days to go to Disneyland. (laughs) Oh, one day. I thought you took off two days. No, it was one day officially. Yeah, all right. Uh, so I lost employees during football season to Disneyland and Universal. Yep. And Australia. 
Oh, well, yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. Eddie, and you 15 went to Australia. Days. Eddie was gone for like three I weeks. I mean, this is unbelievable <laughs> now that I think about it. Dub, did well, you Dub's had more days? days than anyone. If you add up all of Dub's well, weddings. Dub gets drunk and doesn't answer the yeah. phones. Two yeah, months. That's true. Dub, Dub is <laughs> hey, not like. I'm here for football. Season, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> that there's anybody who's had more weddings to attend than Dub. Uh, <laughs> like every Friday for 16 straight weeks, Dub has been going to a wedding. I'm excited for the spring. Uh, <laughs> I, I am. I missed one day since August. Sure. One day. And you guys are taking off going to Universal, Disneyland, Australia, weddings all over the country. I just, I mean, it's unbelievable this show even works. Father of the year, baby, right here. Are our phones working now, Dub? Yeah, we are back online with the phones. There was a a mix-up. I think someone stole the phone number is what happened uh, yesterday. So we got our phone number. We reclaimed it. So what happened? is that to real? my understand, that's what uh, that's how what I how so I so how is that possible? That someone, how could you steal a phone number? Yeah, I'm not sure. That's a little above my head there on the on that technology end. But uh, yeah, like so somebody that is in the iHeart universe, or like some like uh, like somebody outside, like a malicious actor stole our phone number. I'll have to ask a follow up question on that to the people. So that you know, were told but, that our phone number was stolen, and you just accept it and don't even ask any follow up questions. What was the exact well, thing that you were told? Oh, let me find this. Yeah, let's just hold while Doug yeah, figures out how. It, does anybody know the, that you could steal? It's a not phone the number? network's number. It's like the link that Nashville uses to get our number. Somebody intercepted it. Yeah, but like how and why? Yeah, I don't think the email explains it, but it's like these two engineers talking back and forth on the email thread. This seems yeah, it's, like it's an ominous thing head, if our if our phone number can be stolen. I didn't know. I mean, we got the coronavirus going on. Is China involved in this too? Is this is this connected with shutting down Shanghai? I don't know, but Dub definitely drank Corona last night. Do you know that? Well, okay, like, here, here's the here's the email. Okay, uh, it, it is it was going to the Cisco messaging system, so it's basically a voicemail. It looks like someone stole the number in parentheses again. So this again. has happened before, <laughs> obviously. Mean, don't so, hold on. Uh, Let's pause. But as you read through this email, has any other national radio show ever had its phone number stolen multiple times? Like this does not. My, there's no way. What is what is that show that we're destroying now over on ESPN? The Mike and uh, who, who's on with the Mike guy now? Not sure what it's called. Is it now. Trey? Mike and Trey. I thought Trey was Golick leaving. and Wingo. Oh. Golick, yeah, Wingo's leaving, evidently. It used to be Golick and Greenberg or Mike and whatever it is. And then we've started to, I mean, we just destroyed them now. But like, so the, 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 the Mike guys, do you think that they've ever had their phone number stolen? Like, does this happen to Dan Patrick? Has Dan Patrick ever come in and they've been like, hey, we're going to take a few phone calls? And they're like, hey, our phone number has been stolen again. I know it doesn't happen to Cowherd. Because Cowherd would show up uh, like at, at, at iHeart Studios and just raise his hand and like Darth Vader choke somebody <laughs> to death if this happened. So uh, like but, Cowherd so, has security guards around his phone number. Cowherd has like security guards on his set. Yeah, I uh, saw. Lots of them. All right, so let's begin. Uh, you should take that as a compliment that people want to steal the phone number that goes to Clay Travis. I, the thing that is alarming about our phone number being stolen is the parenthetical again. Like the, you would think most times if somebody stole your phone number, you would figure out a way so that it doesn't happen. But okay, so this is the email. Our phone number was stolen, parenthetical again. All right, continue. Yeah, and then it's just kind of a bunch of uh, you know, to put it simply, nerd talk that yeah, I don't so think not, I would we're not smart enough to well. understand what's <laughs> yeah, going exactly. on. Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly right. But um, yeah, it happened again. But it, it was someone within the company that uh, received our phone number, and that's why yesterday when we initially started taking calls, it was going straight to a voicemail. Who basically. in the company received it? Uh, it doesn't say. It. I don't think that information was it. Has Bobby been Bones disclosed. 
I, I don't think it was Bobby Bones. I think it was someone upstairs in uh, you know an office or something like that. Some random person who works in a Nashville office that yeah, certainly wasn't was. even there at five a.m. That that would be correct. I think what? it was. I think it was this guy. Your memorandum <laughs> yeah. suing the residents. That is uh, Dub's voicemail. <laughs> so here's the question: What time does the uh, is it Mike? What time does Mike usually get there, Dub? Do you know? Uh, Mike. Well, the, the Jeff is here right now. He is, he, and, and Jeff has been on this program, if you remember correctly, months months ago, when we were also having uh, issues with the phone. He came on. And I think he was on the Best of podcast, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah. All right. So can you track him down to come on the show and explain how our phone number is being stolen? Well, I got to tell you, uh, Jeff, uh, he will not be happy to have to come all the way downstairs and get in the studio. I'll, let me just put it that way. Uh, he is, uh, especially this early in the morning, because I think he's been here since probably 3, 3 a.m., uh, but I can see what I can do. You think but he's going to refuse us? Uh, he he he. Uh, let's just. He has a bit of an attitude sometimes. Let's oh, just put really? It that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, couldn't I have an attitude if my phone is consistently getting stolen? Like this seems like something that we should remedy so that it doesn't happen. Parenthetical again. Well, at, at this commercial break, I can run up there and uh, see if if uh, Jeff is here. All right, we're going to be joined by Charles Davis, assuming that our phones actually work, uh, and then we will try to track down how our phone is being stolen. Uh, parenthetical again. Uh, such especially on Super Bowl Monday. Uh, I mean, first of all, Roberto decides to go. What? When did you decide to go to Universal Studios on the day after the Super Bowl, the biggest day of the year for everybody who works in Sports Talk Radio? Uh, like three weeks ago. Yeah, and you didn't think maybe I should ask Clay, like of all the days to take off on a Monday when there's no football for like six months in a row uh, and everybody's like, fine, you didn't think maybe no. I could take off any yeah, I got to go for that father of, the year, father of the Year trophy, man. That's Wait, me, man. Why, why this Monday, though? Was there a particular reason for that date? No. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't, I, the fact that this show works is really unbelievable. When you just heard that conversation, our phone line's been stolen. People go to Australia. They go to Disney World. They go to freaking Universal Studios. It really is like I, I just—it's unbelievable. Ah, uh. this is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be 
Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Hymns Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hymns has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting Getting you down, it's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's H I M S dot com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex choose are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip off and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, to finish the job, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and ask about their loaner tool program. Simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool, then get your deposit back when it's returned. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Joined now by Charles Davis at CFD 22, the voice of Madden, also uh, Fox Sports uh, NFL, uh, one of the lead analysts there. Charles, appreciate you joining us, my man. What did what did you learn, if anything, from this final game of the NFL season between the Chiefs and the 49ers? Did the outcome surprise you? Surprised me only in the way that we got to it in the fourth quarter. Um, I picked San Francisco to win by one, so I'm not going to play revisionist history and you know jump on the bandwagon. Go, oh, I told you those Chiefs. You know how people get right. Yes. Um, we all have the caveat that Patrick Mahomes is always your wild card, that he can change any outcome and, and, and do it, and he did it again. You know, he and, he and obviously his teammates, Damian Williams, in a big way. But the way that they got there, you know, look, the things that are going to be questioned have a right to be questioned. And if you're, if, if you're looking at Kyle Shanahan and how he managed the game, you know, into the first half, 
decided not to really take a shot until he was kind of forced to when 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 he got the penalty. And the next thing you know, they're in a position, but then they get a penalty, and it ends the half. And you can take that, Clay, and go back to during the season when they played at Baltimore and look at the end-of-the-half sequence there and tell me if it's not pretty similar. Because we did that game, and I remember looking at Kevin Burkhart. We were doing the world broadcast on on the Super Bowl, and at halftime we looked at each other and said, did that feel familiar? And it sure did because it's very similar circumstances, situation, et cetera. And then, of course, later on, you know, up 20 to 10, and, you know, that running game that had gotten them there wasn't really used to what we thought would be its full advantage and they left it out there, and Patrick Mahomes came and got it and give Kansas City's defense a lot of respect down the stretch, too. Was Chris Jones just not, a, just, just not an animal? I mean, he was, he, was, he was incredible in this ball game, and it shows what they were missing when he was out during the season. They, now that Kyle Shanahan in the fourth quarter in Super Bowls as an offensive coordinator and as a head coach, Charles, he's been outscored 46 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Uh, gave up the huge lead to the New England Patriots and now gave up a smaller lead, but given the circumstances, seven minutes to go, 10-point lead, third and 15 facing the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the the, the win probability chart had him at like 95.7% in this one, 99% in the other one. Do you think this becomes psychological for him and how much of the 46 to nothing is bad luck? versus him doing a bad job. Yeah, the second part of it is there's there's a there's some of it going both ways. I I think because the first time he wasn't the head coach, he's the offensive coordinator. Right. And there is and there is something to hey, unless the big guy calls you off, you just call your game. You know what I mean? Like you're the O C all right, the head coach didn't get on the headset and say, All right Kyle, this is what I need out of you. Right, I want I want to run the ball. I want to do clock. I want to do this. I want to do that. If the head coach is like, "Hey, Kyle, do what we do," then that's not on him, right? You go ahead and, and you do what you've done throughout the season, and off you go. In this case, and we talked about it during the season, and and Kyle, one thing about Kyle Shanahan as a broadcaster, in my humble estimation, he is phenomenal in your production meetings. I think I find him to be open, honest, engaging, sometimes brutally honest. And, and, and I don't want to be one of those ones that takes his own thing and bashes him over the head now, right? Because that, that's, that's what we all say we want from a coach. But when you, when you sit in those meetings and, and you talk about it, he does talk about, hey, when you're an OC, you go. When you're head coach, you have to think about everything in total. So you have to look at that, and I think he'd be the first one to say, yeah, you know, if I'm looking at as a head coach, I'm looking at the clock, I'm looking at my defense. I probably made some mistakes here because I would, I would, you know, I'd love to sit with him and have him say, "All right, this is what I was thinking." So either I learned something, or I, or it confirms what I'm thinking, which is, why didn't we see more of Mostert down the stretch? You know, because I would have thought about that four straight passes on one drive, and then on the defensive side, yeah, third and fifteen, you can't give that up. But they actually got pressure on Mahomes. If you go back and watch it, and I think you did, Clay. Yeah. That throw he made. It's an incredible throw. I mean, there's no stepping into that throw. That was an all-arm throw. Now, give Tyreek Hill credit and give the offensive line credit. They gave him plenty of time to begin with, but there was pressure. And he throws that thing downfield, and Hill's gotten himself wide open on a great route. That, that was just sensational. And then, of course, the pass interference, then they score. And when Kelsey caught the, ball in the touch, caught the ball in the end zone 
And as soon as he caught it, he was flipping it to the official. Couldn't you just feel the electric, electrical charge go through KC? Yeah. He said, okay, it's game on now, folks. And it turned out to be. I think if uh, Kyle Shanahan could redo any play, there's no doubt it would be the third and 15 because yeah. and you're, you're a guy who played in the secondary, and, and I'm not uh, smart enough to know what they were in or what happened there. But I don't think your play design is to get the safety one-on-one. I mean, your defensive play design, yeah. I should be should say. It may be the intent of the play, but I don't think there was any intent on third and 15 in particular when you drop seven, Charles, because they only rushed yep. four. It's not like they brought a yep. huge pressure there. I don't think there's any way that you want the safety one-on-one against Tyreek Hill to allow him to get open like that. Some sort of bust, I think, occurred in that defensive secondary. Yeah, and then the flip side, I actually read yesterday um, Peter King had done a thing and talked with some of the KC guys. They talked about running a route earlier in the ballgame because it was Jimmy Ward who, who, you know, was back there, and they'd run a route earlier where Tyreek Hill had come straight at him just as he did on that route, and that's where he was, and Jimmy Ward went and played that same route from previously. Yep. And now they broke it off to the to the to the corner. Yeah. And so 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 that was very good route design. You know, you set things up for hopefully getting it later. And then of course you find out that this young quarterback, this twenty four year old, makes sure that the bench knows that's the play he wants on third and fifteen. Right. And Andy Reed and Andy Reed Green lit it and said go with it. And and so it just tells you about where they are too. This is a twenty four year old. It's not just gifted athletically but gifted with confidence and the intelligence to play this game as well. So, so I'd never want that part to get lost, too. So we can jump on Kyle Shanahan for this, that, and everything. He did a tremendous job all year long, I thought, with this team. I mean, I think they're ahead of pace in a lot of ways, and they can be back. But he also, you know, in this case, I want to give Kansas City some credit, too. Incredible design, incredible execution. Yeah, you can change it if you're San Francisco, but my goodness, what a play. Also, Charles, uh, we're giving Kyle Shanahan uh, a lot of uh, criticism, but if his quarterback hits uh, Emmanuel Sanders when he breaks open on third and ten with a minute and a half left – We're done here. (laughs) We're talking about what a genius he is because that was the perfect play call at the perfect time. His quarterback has – I mean, you can speak to it better than me, but – one of the throws, I mean, a perfect pocket, um, a guy who looks like he has a step and a half uh, right down the center of the field. Yeah. If he throws it short, a good chance. Give one, you play. give your guy a chance to make a play, but probably a decent chance that you're going to get a pass interference if Sanders plays it smart uh, because he's going to slow down. He's probably going to get run into by the by the defensive backs. And at a minimum, you're probably going to uh, to end up in great position to be able to score a touchdown there. He could basically do anything but throw it long, right? I mean, so yeah. uh, if his quarterback just makes a decent throw there, we're talking about the 49ers probably having the ball around the 10 or 15-yard line with a chance to score. Yeah, and this is where it's really dicey, too, because – well, I say dicey. This is where it's tough for Jimmy Garoppolo because I thought he did a lot of good things during the game. He did what Jimmy Garoppolo did all year long in a lot of ways, right? He made that horrendous throw that Bashad Breeland picked, right. picked off, right? Horrendous. At one point after that, Clay – you know, and I don't know exactly what, what my Fox colleagues did on the broadcast. I'm pretty sure they covered it because those guys are darn good. He was 12 for, th- 12 for his next 13 throwing the ball after Yes. That, and was sharp and looked good, and they were moving and clicking. That's Jimmy Garoppolo. He makes a mistake. He puts it behind him. He comes back. He plays well. You wish he wouldn't make the mistake. In this case, this is where it comes up very tough for him in the comparison because 
you sit there and you say, if that's Mahomes in the pocket on that throw, yep. all the things you said likely would have happened, right? Because we've seen Mahomes do it. He talks about trajectories, right? He throws the ball higher in certain situations, give the receiver a chance to run under it, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not just talk. We've seen it. In this case, that's what he had to do because here's my last equation. It's like throwing it out of the back of the end zone on fourth down and no one gets a chance to catch it. Right. He's got to have an opportunity there. And I know the rush was there, but he's got to have an opportunity for you to make a play. And, hey, if he picks it off, so be it. He made a great play, but at least my receiver had a chance. When you overthrow him, there's no opportunity. And guess what? As you said, now everyone jumps on Kyle instead of saying, you know something, there might have been a mistake or two, but boy, oh boy, what a year for him. And maybe he could have been coach of the year instead of John Harbaugh. Do we uh, now the positives? Uh, Andy Reid, I started off the show talking about Andy Reid and uh, the fact that he's now got 222 wins. And there are a lot of really successful coaches uh, that I would put in the Andy Reid category as one of the best coaches in the NFL. We know Belichick, who's in his own category. But guys like Mike Tomlin, Sean Payton, uh, Pete Carroll, John Harbaugh, they're all about 80 wins behind Andy Reid. That's pretty extraordinary how successful Andy Reid has been uh, and, uh, and and how much of a gap he's developed between even guys who are super successful like the names I just gave you. And how about the idea of how everything changes as soon as you add Super Bowl champion next to the That's rest. right. Because you and I, I believe, have talked about this, and, and if we haven't, I'll just be as clear as I can be. As soon as the Chiefs got to the Super Bowl this year, he was in the Hall of Fame. Like, it was done. That debate finished. Now, right. my opinion, he was going to go anyway, but it was done now because he's taken two franchises. Now that he has the trophy, it's totally over. He's in, and now we're back to discussing the guys who have a lot of wins but no Super Bowl title. Will they get in, right? Will that be a Don Coryell, a Marty Schottenheimer, you know, a Chuck Knox, people of that nature who are all tremendous coaches, just don't have a title next to their name? That title really changes how people look at you. But I think a lot of people around the country are very happy for Andy Reid. If you weren't rooting for San Francisco, you kind of were rooting for the story. And Andy Reid is that story because now he's become grandpa, and grandpa gets the win. And grandpa does it by being the guy who who is the cool grandpa. He knows your music, right? He knows what you like to do. He knows how you hang out. And I say that because of the way they run offense. They don't run offense like a 61-year-old coach would run offense. They run it like Kyle Shanahan is a 40-year-old coach. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 24 years old, Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, youngest ever to, uh, to accomplish both of those feats at the quarterback position. How many Super Bowls does he win in your mind before his career is over? No, I, I, if I were him, I'd just stop at one and retire. Clyde. He's, I mean, what else is there to accomplish? Look, we all know how difficult that game is because we've seen it happen both ways. I will put the number at three, yeah, and, that, and that's optimistic because I know how difficult it is, and we all do, and we could go right through it, right? Aaron Rodgers, you would have thought, would have had more than one. You would have thought Brett Favre would have had more than one. You would have thought Dan Marino would have gotten back to a Super Bowl. We would go right on down the line. We have guys who have multiple Super Bowl wins that you never would have expected, and they have guys who don't have any that you thought were going to win them. But I'll put it at three because I think the team is, is young enough, strong enough that they'll have opportunities, and he'll also get guys down the road who will want to play with him. Right. So I think that's the reason that down the road they should continue to be strong. Guys who are free agents, you know, they'll go, you know something? I want to go play with that guy. 
and now to continue to keep Kansas City strong. I want to close out with this. I don't think we asked you uh, about the Senior Bowl, and I know you were down there and you yeah. saw a lot of guys perform. Um, for as we move sort of pivot in the NFL universe towards the NFL draft, there's going to be a huge celebration uh, out in Las Vegas in a couple of months. Who blew you away? Who were you most impressed by at the Senior Bowl that we'll be talking about and hearing about quite a bit as the attention pivots towards the draft? Well, we're going to have a big debate at quarterback now because Justin Herbert, people knew about him from Oregon, but I think people are going to start to really know about him. I mean, let's be honest about it. When the season began, everyone heard about him, but Tua was going to dominate that conversation. I mean, no one made any, you know, sleep, you know cute slogans about doing, you know, tanking for Justin Herbert. It was tank right. for Tua. But he's in that conversation as the second quarterback off the board behind Burrow. And he had a very nice week at the Senior Bowl. You'll hear about a defensive lineman named Javon Kinlaw, who was there the first couple of days and then left, you know, had, a, had an injury. And I do a little air quotes, and I'm not trying to say he was right. know, wrong. But, hey, he proved what he needed to prove. D lineman from South Carolina, keep an eye on him as being in the top ten. You know, that sort of a deal. And, and you can go right on down the line, but there's a tight end from Florida Atlantic named Harrison Bryant who plays a tight end position. Similarly to what we're going to see, what we saw out of a George Kittle, a Jason, I mean a Travis Kelsey, that sort of a deal. That's what we're getting nowadays. People may not know him, but he was the number one tight end in college football according to the Mackey Award voters last year. And the kid moves, nimble, catches the ball. He's a guy to keep an eye on. Outstanding stuff. And you really think that uh, that there's a chance that Herbert could go above Tua given Tua's injury status? Like it wouldn't Bingo. stun you at all if the Dolphins at five, who a lot of people believe, uh, including me, are going to be drafting a quarterback if they went Herbert over Tua despite the fact that they had the tank for Tua campaign they thought uh, that, that their fans uh, sort of embraced early in the season. Yeah, no, nothing would surprise me in terms of that, Clay. Not at all. And don't be surprised if people have to move up to get one of those, one that second quarterback, and I'm looking at Detroit at three as a spot that you better go talk to someone because Detroit is now going to consider taking a quarterback at three. Oh, really? You think they might go yeah. ahead and start drafting for Matthew Stafford's heir apparent? I, I, I think that they might. The only thing that keeps me from going all in on it is Matt Patricia and his staff have to win this year, and they would probably lobby against that and say, I want to ride with Stafford and just make the best rest of my team better. But you better think that Detroit – is going to have some conversations. Do we go ahead and get our quarterback for the future now? Because if you're sitting at three, no no better time, no better opportunity. If they did that and they liked the early read that they got maybe from that quarterback, would that put Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford on the trading block potentially? Yeah, most definitely. If Because if you do that, if you're Matt Patricia, you're sitting with, with Mrs. Ford and you're sitting with Bob Quinn and you're saying, okay, if we're doing that, that means you're riding with me a little longer, right? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that, means, that means you're changing my contract and our outlook and how we go at things. And then if that's the case, if the Matthew Stafford sweepstakes go way up because there are a lot of free agent quarterbacks out there, Stafford would go near the top of the list, oh, if man. not the top of the I list. I think he'd be top of, of the list. Yeah. 8 to 31, and he was having his best season last year when he got hurt. Remember, they got off to a 2 one start, and he was playing hurt already. They, you know, they, they won one more game the rest of the year, you know? He, yeah. He's a big part of that. And, and yeah, he would, he would draw a lot of attention, I would believe. No doubt. I mean, I think he would go right to the top, given his yep. history, unless you're worried about his health status. Uh, but at 31, he's not even that old, given, you know, you got guys 37, 38 playing at incredibly high levels. And remember this, that health thing this past year, this kid played through a lot of stuff before they shelved him. 
and he's done that before. He doesn't miss a ton of games considering he's a quarterback. If they'd been in playoff contention, I know he probably would have been back last year. But being out of it, they just decided to finally rest that 31-year-old body that's taken a lot of hits. This kid can still play. There's no question. I'm with you on that one. Outstanding stuff as always. Charles Davis, appreciate you all season at CFD22. Thank him for coming on the show. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Let's go ahead and go to our own dub who has got loaded lines. And uh, dub, you're in charge of, uh, of typing them up. Who are we going to first? All right, let's start things off with Barbara in Louisiana. Barbara, you want to talk about the halftime show? Yes, I do. Uh, And good morning, Clay Travis. I'm 83 years old, and the Super Bowl halftime was outstanding. Shakira has better moves than J-Lo, but they both were good. I saw Shakira years ago when they had the Piper down in South Africa, and I said to myself, who? has moves like this lady and then i got a chance to see her again yesterday but clay i want to thank you for clearing up the telephone uh dilemma i tried to call ben Maller sunday night and i kept getting this message your call did not go through because i wanted to defend this poor guy that was calling from cleveland uh, talking about George Belander being an outstanding quarterback at his age, and I want to agree with him because I was living in Mountain View, California, and I was an Oakland Raider fan. George Belander, Fred Belitnikoff, all those guys were sensational, but I didn't get to call Ben to tell him to defend this young man. Oh, thank you. So uh, so you, what do you think about people uh, who are offended? How, and by the way, how old did you say you were? I'm I'm 83 this past November. Well, thank you for calling in. 83. What do you think about people who were offended by the halftime show? I don't see what was offensive about it. It was beautiful. It was well choreographed. It was just beautiful. But, you know, like you said, Clay, some people say one thing and do another thing. So I I wouldn't put too much stock into that. But I sure appreciate you clearing up this telephone dilemma. Um, I listen to you because I fall asleep on Ben because he's in California. You're yeah. in Tennessee and I'm in, I'm in Terrytown, Louisiana. So I hear more of you than I fall asleep on Ben, but I love both of you guys. Okay. And keep up the good work. Thank you very much for calling. That is a fantastic call to start with. 83 year old woman. She's not offended. Probably been through some stuff. Also recognizes that people claim that they're offended by things that very often they aren't. By the way, you know, more people, notwithstanding Eddie Garcia and his boycott of halftime shows, more people watched the halftime show than watched the game. That's pretty crazy. It happens almost every year. There are more viewers of the halftime show. There are more people who are opposite of Eddie Garcia. They actually turn the television on to watch the halftime show and then turn it off uh, for the actual game. It's crazy. More people watch the halftime show every year than watch the game on average. Who's up next? Uh, we got Charlie in Dayton. Charlie, what you got? Clay, the halftime shows everything that you want. It's so much energy. It was so well done. Two of the hottest women in the last 20 years. And uh, the people who were offended by Shakira, was so funny. Yesterday they were trying to make memes about her tongue slip. Uh, she could be on stage picking her nose, singing the ABC song, and it would be the hottest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. So I don't think I, I, I just I don't know, man. I'm sure like far right people were offended by Demi Lovato singing the national anthem. 
far left people were offended by Jan- whatever. It's all silly, but you know how you know we are, man. We just we love it, dude. It was awesome. Jan yeah. was hot, cheers hot, and those great dancers. What's not to love? Thank you. I didn't hear anybody who was offended, but everybody's talking about how offended people were. So I thought we'd open up the phone lines. We got one of the biggest audiences in the country, and so far nobody's offended. And again, this goes to my point that I tend to think that the idea that people are offended is really low. Like the media has gotten used to the idea of covering backlashes. You ever notice that? Like anytime there's a story, people are like, oh, and the backlash is substantial. It's like, oh, I don't know. Somebody's got a new spokesperson or somebody's been selected to be the performer of a halftime show. And they're like, oh, and the backlash was substantial. There's always a back. Like, like anytime a decision is made, you could have a backlash. Like, any opinion that I have, if the media wanted to cover it, they could be like, Clay Travis says that Patrick Mahomes is going to win three Super Bowls or more, and the backlash was substantial. You can go into my mentions, and people are disagreeing. But is it really a backlash when people disagree? Because if the story is covered as, Clay Travis has an opinion, and 100% of his listeners don't agree, well, yeah, of course not. It's almost impossible to have anything in this day and age that 100% of people agree with. Who's up next, Dub? We got Jeff in Utah. Jeff, what you got for me? Hey, Clay. I watched the halftime show. It's J-Lo and Shakira. What do you expect? Not offended. And I'm wondering of all those people who are offended, how many people turned it off? By the way, sign that 82-year-old lady up. She's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. I think she was 80. Thanks for the call. I think she was 83. She was fantastic. Was fantastic. Uh, Who's up next? Uh, we got Ryan in Florida. Ryan, what you got for me? Hey, uh, good morning, Clay. So, look, I, I watched the halftime show. Now, personally, I was not offended. You know, uh, I even love the uh, the jiggle. Uh, I think Shakira won the jiggle battle. Uh, but uh, look, I got I, after the game. I called a friend of mine who uh, she's a mother, four four kids. She teaches at a high school, and so I said, "Hey, what do you think about the halftime show?" She was like, "Didn't like it." I was like, what? She was like, yeah, didn't like it. She was like, it was too sexual. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. She was like, nope. And I, and I kind of, and this was before I started looking on social media and saw all of the controversy and everything going on with it. And I thought she was just crazy until I, you know, started looking on Twitter a little bit later in the morning. And for her, now, again, she teaches at a high school, so and she has kids. So I guess for that, for that, mother or woman who works around that, what, 11 to 16, 17-year-old age group with boys and young girls, I guess that's the group that was offended. Uh, but for all of us, I mean, we loved it. Thanks for the call. Do you remember being a 14 or 15-year-old? Do you think that Shakira and J-Lo dancing is going to make you think naughty thoughts? Come on. If you're a 14 or 15-year-old, that's the tamest thing that you've thought about in your day ever, especially. I mean, come on. Does, does everybody out there forget what it was like to be 14 or 15 years old? And that was before the internet. I mean, when I was 14 or 15 years old, I'll out myself here, I used to put on scrambled Playboy channel. You remember back in the day, like every now and then you'd see like a sideways blue boob? 
you know, on the Playboy channel because it was like uh, the people that people nowadays, I don't, do they even do this anymore where they were like scramble a station? Like, do they still have the scrambled no. stations? No, those are the old analog cable boxes. That right. You're but you guys about. all know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Like you would, you know, sit oh, down. Yeah in front of like you could hear it you could stutter the turn knob in between two of the pay channels and for a moment get halfway clear <laughs> signal my, so, my older brother would stand up there for a half hour trying to get cinemax in late at night right so i mean does everybody dub you're too young for this right you have no yeah, idea what I had, we're talking I had about the internet you know when i was 14 or 15 yeah I mean, so yeah, I mean, long that, ago. yeah right okay 80s, 80s 90s, 90s early 90s pre-internet like so, such that you're if you're around my age i'm 40 like i remember the first time i ever went on the internet right i was like 14 years old my buddy got that aol disc and like we went into chat rooms and said all sorts of inappropriate things and got <laughs> suspended cyber with your dial up that took 15 yeah. minutes to and connect that whirring sound <laughs> like like all that stuff like does everybody else around my age remember the scrambled playboy channel Oh, yeah. Eddie, you, you opposed to the Scramble Playboy channel, too? I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, all right. About. Yep. Every single guy who is around my age knows exactly what I'm talking about. You're 14, 15, 16 years old. You're trying to watch that Scramble Playboy channel like crazy. Or your parents had a satellite and you're trying to get in. Whatever it is, right? The idea that if you have a teenager, they were scandalized by Shakira and J-Lo dancing at the halftime show of the Super Bowl. The, your kids are like a billion times past that. Uh, in terms of what is scandalous in their life. All right, well, Clay, I have to ask yeah. you, though. Did, did your boys watch it? And if you were in the, the family room with your boys watching that, would you have felt uncomfortable? No, I wouldn't have okay. at all. All right. I wouldn't. I mean, I would be like, yeah, you know, one day, like if, <laughs> if, first of all, they haven't hit puberty yet, but maybe during that performance, one of them would have realized he had. <laughs> uh, uh, who's up next? <laughs> we got Bernie <laughs> in By North the way, Carolina. I am also a parent, like, I am more troubled by violence than I am sex, right? Like, so if I have to choose between, um, and, and by the way, my parents were the opposite way. Like, we used to get to go see R-rated movies, and I remember my parents being like, hey, is it violent or is there sex? Is it rated R because of violence or sex? Now, I grew up in the South, and it was like, oh, there's like 500 people that get shot and killed and murdered, but there's no boobs. They'd be like, okay, that's fine. Like, in retrospect, I think they got it backwards, like, I think the idea of every now and then seeing a boob is probably healthier for your kid than like 500 people getting slaughtered in a movie. But there's a lot of okay with violence opposed to nudity. I think it probably should be flipped. I think the nudity is much less of a negative than like 500 people getting killed in a movie. But when I was a kid growing up, I remember my parents asking that question all the time. Because back in the day, they didn't used to, they're more aggressive now about checking to see if you're 18, right? Back in the day, if your parents were okay with it, they just let you go in to see an R-rated movie. So, like, if you want to go see Lethal Weapon or, like, Terminator or whatever it is, and your parents are fine with it, yeah. And, by the way, the thing that, that, that impacted me as a parent that I worry about is scary movies, not nudity, right? Like, the, thing that I, the, the reason my kids are not going to be able to sleep at night is not because Shakira and, uh, and J-Lo were working their butts on the dance floor. It's because they watched It. Right. Like my oldest son showed my younger son like some of the it commercials and like he was terrified. He wouldn't sleep in his own bed. I don't blame him, by the way. The movie's terrifying. I'm like, why are you showing him horror movies, you know, on YouTube? Who's up next? We got Bernie in North Carolina. Bernie, what's up? Bernie Sanders, did you get the win last night in Iowa? Uh, no, I didn't. I'm sorry I didn't. Yeah. I'm just I'm just kidding. Good morning, Clay. Uh 
you know, I, I thought the halftime show was great. I was very enthralled in it. Um, usually, you know, usually take a break during halftime, but um, I sat there and watched the whole thing. Uh, I did not know Shakira was 43 years old. She looks like she's in her 20s. But How about J-Lo's um, 50? Yeah, J-Lo's 50. I, you know, it, it, it's incredible that uh, um, um, they're, they're how just – Somebody accused – I, I posted a quick cl- uh, hit clip, and somebody was like, you're a dirty old man. I'm like, they're, they're older than me. I'm 40. Shakira's 43. You can't be a dirty old man when the girls you're admiring are older than you. Yeah, I'm, I'm 50, and it, yeah. it, it, it's incredible how, how, how great they look. But, you know, I, I thought it was a great show. I had no problem with it. And, uh, you know, uh, other other parents around me that uh, have kids, uh, they were a little upset that they were hearing parents talk about, you know, how they how they just thought it was disgusting. And, and uh, um, it just doesn't make sense. So, you know, that's my two cents, and, and I'm out. Thank we'll, you. We'll keep taking calls, 877-996-6369. But, by the way, my Twitter feed has exploded with people confessing to their uh, also watching scrambled cable <laughs> back in the day. If you are, what do you think the age range is, 35 to 50? Maybe even yeah. 32 to 50 or whatever? Like, that's kind of the wheelhouse range for being in the scrambled ca- uh, cable era. I, I don't believe there's a single man alive now between the ages of 32 and 50 who didn't at some point watch, try to watch scrambled cable like Playboy Channel or whatever it was. I, I don't believe. Like back in the days of USA Up All Night with Ron DeShear, everybody knows what I'm talking about who's around my age. Uh, when we come back, do we have time? We'll get Eddie's update. We'll also take more of your calls. Do we have time for one more? Maybe one more quick, Dub. All right, Jose in Fremont. Jose, what you got? What's up, fellas? Hey, I'm not offended at all. Definitely a really nice eye candy going on during the halftime this year. Um, I don't get it. The NFL has these kind of things going on, but then the Raiders are trying to get two strip clubs taken away from the area where the new stadium is going to be up. I don't know, man. People are too sensitive nowadays, brother. Keep up the great work. Love the show. Thanks for the call. I don't know about that. What's the Raiders trying to get strip clubs taken out? I don't know what the story is there. Sometimes you can't serve alcohol within a, a certain distance of a strip club. I'm not sure what the story is there. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool, tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Petros Papadegas with us now. Petros, were you offended by Shakira and J-Lo's performance? No. I mean, what what did people think they were going to go out there and do? Sing the Golden Girls theme? <laughs> I mean, they, they were going to, I mean, they're both women who are famous for shaking their hips around and having extremely mobile and uh, inwardly facing and outwardly facing hips. So I, I, I knew they were going to shake their behinds around. I, I, is there some kind of backlash? There was a there there. Well, you know how it is in today's society. People are perpetually offended by everything if it's not like. And I think we probably give too much credence to the offended people. But every now and then, I'll just come on and I'll say, "Okay, open phone lines. If you were offended, tell me why." And you know, like ninety five percent of people aren't offended at all. And even the people who call in and are offended, like they don't really seem that offended. Like so, but yes, there was a backlash to the overall sexiness of Shakira and J Lo. Well. I mean, they're both fiery Latinas from different parts of of Latin America, even though Jenny, as we know, is from the block. That's right. And, I mean, they both are are mothers, and I thought it was great. They're in great shape. I mean, there was a real moment where J-Lo tried to show us, you know, her innards. But, (laughs) I I mean, I, I didn't... I didn't think that there was going to be anything different. Now, I did, I did make fun of Adam Levine last year. Yeah, we. I remember. Like we, I was a, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. It's not like I was offended, 
But, I mean, it was like he was up there in a wetsuit. But, you know, at the same time, you know, he's a little guy that the chicks are into. What, what can you say? But, no, I wasn't upset. I, for the most part, I thought people, the J-Lo and Shakira thing was a gigantic hit. It, it hit all the buttons, right? You got diversity. It's uh, You got two women out there. Uh, you're celebrating Latin America in a place that is, as you know, just coming back from there. Uh, it got an extremely deep Latin influence. I mean, well, what's the problem? Their music sucks, but hey, whatever. Uh, I, I agree. I didn't have any problem with it at all. Uh, speaking of problems, did you have any problem with the way that Kyle, like Kyle Shanahan now, I'm curious if you think this is just coincidence or if there's it's something more. Kyle Shanahan and his two Super Bowls has been outscored 46 to nothing in the fourth quarter of both of those Super Bowls, in which both of which he has blown a double-digit lead. Uh, do you think that's about Kyle Shanahan, or do you think it's just bad luck? Well, I think circumstance rules football. I mean, circumstance rules football in a macro kind of level, way far away from from the moment by moment that we talk about, especially when it comes to the Super Bowl. But everything that anybody does in football, especially a head coach, you know, there's a reason behind it. Now, in retrospect, that reason, you know, might seem stupid or, or, or wrong, but there's reasoning. And we talked to Dave Wanstat on the show yesterday, who was part of the Fox coverage and, and obviously a former head coach of the NFL. And, you know, he was talking about that. You know, it's, it is different when it's your team and, and, and it's all on you and you have to make those decisions. You know, they had a lot of success being conservative yep. Uh, yep. all year long. And that was their identity. And, you know, there's kind of a two-way street there, like, well, you should go out and shock the world and be somebody you're not uh, in the Super Bowl and, and shock that shock that, uh, that coordinator on the other side of the field. Or, you know, dance with what brought you. But, I mean, I remember the whole Clemsoning thing. Remember that yeah, oh, yeah. play? Yeah. You probably, you probably coined the freaking phrase. Yeah. And that's not that's no longer a narrative, right? There was also a narrative that Andy Reid could never win the big game and just didn't have it in him to do it. Well, I guess he must have run into a bigger choker <laughs> than himself. You know, the the point is it's really hard to win a Super Bowl and it's it's hard to get there and it's obviously look, Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't make the throws in the fourth quarter. He had the throws. He couldn't make them. You know, and this was a lot closer game than last year. And Jared Goff had some opportunities to make some throws and change that game last year and couldn't do it. You know, he was great during the season, but not so great in the fourth quarter when you needed him. And we had that discussion yesterday on the show as well. So I don't blame Kyle Shanahan. I think he's a very good coach with a really good organization. But he's going to have to overcome this Super Bowl stigma now, just like Andy Reid had to. How many Super Bowls do you think Patrick Mahomes wins? Gosh, you know, I remember people talking about this after Brett Favre. Yep. And and, and after and after Aaron Rodgers, to be fair, and maybe to a certain extent Drew Brees. I mean, all those guys got one Super Bowl uh, into their resume. 
And I think we, at times, will look at a guy like Tom Brady, who's been to nine, or Peyton Manning, who's been to four, or John Elway, who went to five, and maybe we underrate how difficult just getting to a Super Bowl is. Yeah, and it's football. You know, if it's not all up to you. You know, if the, if the guard misses his block, you know, you might, you might get your head knocked into the first row. Yeah. And that, that's, just, that's just how it is. But I think, obviously, Patrick Mahomes is really special. I have a tendency to go against, you know, the hero worshiping of young quarterbacks. And we saw what happened to poor Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. But he's great. I mean, I remember doing his games in college, and they lost a lot of games, like people are pointing out. And they were just okay. And people said he has no footwork. He's out there just freelancing. He does whatever he wants. I don't know what he'd look like playing for a different head coach, but what a beautiful marriage between him and Andy Reid. And I will caution people, though, NFL defensive coordinators figure things out pretty fast. And if, if, you, if you don't think that's the truth, just ask Sean McVay how, how quickly you can become not as much of a genius or not as much of a wonderkind. I mean, Jared Goff's the highest-paid player in the NFL until Mahomes gets paid here in the offseason. So, I mean, I think they have a great shot, and they'll definitely be in the mix. But as you know, uh, the NFL changes really fast. I mean, the two teams in L.A. won 13 and 14 games last year or something, uh, or 13 and 12, and uh, neither of them made the playoffs this year. You know, it's been a wasteland for months. Uh, we're talking to Petros Papadegas at the old PAM 570 LA Sports Petros and Money Show. Uh, the decision, I don't even know we've asked you about this. The Chargers have officially moved on from Phillip Rivers. What should they do in order to move into that new SoFi Stadium and create the biggest stir? Do you think it is go try to make a move in the free agent market? Do you think it is just go ahead and draft one of the young quarterbacks? What's their play? What would you do? I think if I were in charge of the Chargers, I believe I would go get somebody like Marcus Mariota uh, to be my uh, hold the place starter, with a hope that he could be fill uh, that he could be like maybe Ryan Tannehill like. In other words, you get him in a new scenario and he actually plays pretty well. And I would draft a guy in the first round. Uh, either Tua or Justin Herbert would be my preference based on their scenario. Yeah, uh, I mean just the whole. Get Tom Brady to fix your problem. I don't think Brady's going to come there. Yeah, right. I don't think he's going to go to the Raiders either. No, I think he's going to stay in New England. But the whole the whole go get Tom Brady to solve your problems, he's older and more beat up than the guy that you had. That doesn't make uh, any sense. Is, no, it doesn't. It's, it's walking backwards. But the Chargers, I mean, the only reason that would make sense for the Chargers, if it did happen, which it won't, is for the stadium. Right, because they they need to change the story. It's been a very negative story, although not very different from when they were in San Diego. There's always been a lot of out of town people that go to the games just because of the nature of the place. You know Southern California well, uh, but it became such a negative story in that little stadium that they have to change that story. And and maybe Brady does change it, but I I, I still think it's it's very problematic. For them, I think they need to invest in the future and, and get people excited about a guy 
sadly, that'll be healing at the time, but but to a tag of Aloha, yeah. Uh, there's talk that Mookie Betts might be headed to the Dodgers uh, or Mookie to, Watch. Uh, Mookie Watch is on. Do you think it happens? Everybody's. I mean, Ken Rosenthal said it's going to be 24 hours. So yeah. I mean, who am I to, to step on the bow tie? But we are officially on Mookie Watch. There are uh, some young players that the Dodgers always seem to have a dearth of that are in the mix. Obviously, you'd be you know kind of renting the player. I mean, I, I don't know if the Dodgers would sign him to a long-term deal or how that would work out, but you know they haven't made a lot of these type of moves. They've more leaned on their young people who have come through, but they haven't come through enough to win the World Series, which has become a whole different story since the Houston and Boston cheating scandal. And Dodger fans feel like they were cheated out of not one, but two World Series. And as you know, it's been since 1988 in this town that the Dodgers have won, and there's a lot of really itchy trigger fingers, so to speak. And so they're going to welcome Mookie Beth like a conquering hero, like Jesus showing up to Jerusalem on Palm Sunday if he shows up. Uh, But I expect it to happen because Kenny Rosenthal said it was going to happen. Good stuff, as always. Petros Papadakis, we will talk to you next week. Appreciate you getting up early with us, man. What's cracking? Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to... Like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 